so please Avengers don't sue us, we don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it and it's just it gets like the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between oh haunted house scream and a I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Truth-telling game. Go! I can't do a push-up. Go! I don't have friends. I'll be your friend, just as long as you don't send me to the death beach. Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. In case you couldn't tell by the title, today we are going to be reviewing the 2021 movie that is also rated PG-13. Mind you, PG-13. So you can watch this with the youngins. Old. That is right, PG-13. <laughs> Old. Anyways, just some of the small little backstory behind Old before we get into this review. It has a whopping 5.8 on IMDb. Sits at an hour and 48 minutes long. Currently ranked 36. And it's going down. But that could be because it has been out for a little bit longer. A few little keynotes on the cast. There's a lot of keeping up to do. There's a lot of people in this movie because it does do age progression. So I'm not going through everyone. But the main characters include Guy, Prisca, Charles, Trent, and Maddox. And that's kind of like your main family that you're going to be going off of. So those are the main ones, and those are we'll, we'll start off with. So let's go ahead and get right into this movie, because this is going to be a long one. So, in the very beginning of this movie, all I can say is, if you like foreshadowing, you'll love this movie, because it's almost like M. Night Shyamalan learned what foreshadowing is, and decided to just shove it down everyone's throat. It is foreshadowing to the max because they all start talking about savor the moment oh don't complain about it taking too long oh i can't wait to hear your voice when you're older like they the entire first 15 minutes is nothing but foreshadowing anyways they end up showing up at the resort and apparently the mom prisca found this place online as you can tell can you believe i found this online so we're already set up pretty perfectly into this. She found this online, so it should be totally reputable. You know, that's where I bought my kidneys, and I'm doing just fine. <coughs> just fine. 
nothing at all. Anyway, so, you know, whenever you're at a resort and they always have these activities for you to do, well, they have an activity for the parents and the kids and, you know, only them specifically, which doesn't seem shady at all. There's a private beach on the nature preserve side of the island. It's impossible to find. It's surrounded by stunning rocks, very unusual minerals. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, a natural anomaly. I only recommend it to certain guests, but I liked you guys immediately. You're a nice family, so I, I could arrange a van to take you if... Yeah? Yeah, seems totally fine. I also very much agree whenever the Swedish or Eastern European paradise host comes up to me and says, Shinol, I have very secret spot on beach. I do not tell anybody else about this spot, but I like you and I like your family. So I can have a van take you there if you want. Spot on. Spot on. I can't wait to do that every time from now on. So, just a little side note, as we know, how I enjoy putting my Easter eggs that you cannot see but you must listen to into my podcast, M. Night Shyamalan, the director of this movie, makes an appearance as the van driver. Okay, guest checklist. Books, sunscreen. Did everybody leave their passports in their safes? I don't want anybody to lose anything. Yeah. What are your names and occupations? As you heard in the end of that clip, I'm pretty sure this child is slightly autistic. He always asks everybody, what are your names and what are your occupations? Which is alright. It makes sense. Comes into play later because he asks everybody at the resort what their occupations are. So, even though he's a little out there, you know, it's all cool. So anyways, this super secret trip that they were taking isn't so secret because when they go, they are also joined by another family. But this other family is spoiled. This other family has a chief medical officer as the father and his mother is there. She's like 80. She's on the wrong side of the age spectrum. His quote-unquote trophy wife who has a calcium deficiency and their like six-year-old daughter. You know, just kind of the norm, the normie stuff. But they're all like the appearance above everything family. So they all go out there. And when they get there, there's this black man who's sitting there. And of course, the the chief medical officer man, who's all about the appearances, gets this shady vibe from him with the, a little hint, sprinkle of racism. Because why not? Why not have racism? But it turns out this guy's actually kind of a little bit important. Oh my god! That's mid-sized sedan! What? Mid what? He's a rapper! More Joe for the cooking? Mid-sized sedan? You and mom on one. No, 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 leave me. Sounds like fun, come on. You got stove, I need to see him! He's on vacation, he's on vacation. What's his surname? Sedan? Oh my god, it's mid-sized sedan. Quick, trample all the small children. Yes, that's right. It's mid-sized sedan. The coolest. The one, the only. 
guy who's named after a car. What what rapper is named after a car? Like, I can't wait to listen to the new album by Ford F-150. Yeah, I heard it's a banger. Anyways, the kids start doing what the kids do. And by the way, the cinematography in this, in the first half, is really nice. In the second half, it just kind of gets annoying. But they do a lot of single-shot takes, which take a lot of effort to do. A lot of... You gotta be on point, so I greatly appreciate that. Anyways, the kids start playing. They're playing a little bit hide-and-seek. Trent is off in the in the water, just kind of, just kind of hiding. And what happens as he is sitting in the water by himself? Mom! 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 That's right. We have our very first dead body. It comes floating up out of the water. And now, all the adults are running over to see what's going on. And of course, Mr. Racism Chief of... Racism? <laughs> he notices that full-body truck over here is starting to have a bloody nose. And he's like, oh, obviously this man did it. Look, he's got a nose. It had to have been hit. There's no way anyone else could do it. We've got a dead girl here, and he's already here. He's got a bloody nose. What else could it be? And so they're all bickering and stuff like that. And then Crystal, the wife of the head chief of racism, is like, Honey, honey, Charles, your mother, she stopped breathing. And so they go over there to try to help her, but... Number two. She couldn't take a shock. She, she saw a murdered woman. Her heart couldn't take it. What are your names and occupations? I'm Jaren. I'm a nurse. I'm Patricia. I'm a psychologist. He remembers everyone's names and things about them. Everything's going to be okay. What's your name? I'm Trent. This is my sister, Maddox. How old are you guys? I'll guess I'm good at this. <laughs> You're 11, right, Trent? I'm 6. No. Really, are you 10, 11? He's not lying. He's six. I'm specifically six and a quarter. She's 11. They're feeling unsafe. There is a lot going on here. They're playing with us. Let's leave it. Okay. What's your best friend's name? Maddox. How sweet. Have you seen my children? <laughs> is, is everyone trying to play a joke on us? What? Aren't these your children? I'm right here, Mom. Alright, I am sorry about the length of some of these clips, but they are very pivotal to what I'm trying to explain here. First off, they really try to tiptoe around the fact that the kids are getting older, but not explicitly showing you by like showing how their bodies have grown and you can hear the voices different for Trent, but for some reason not Maddox. She sounds the same the entire time, which is incredibly frustrating. So that, personally, is annoying to me. But hey, big whoop. Anyways, like I said, they try to make it seem like this big reveal whenever the kids turn out to be older, but you can kind of tell because they do everything but say it. 
And so now you're starting to learn something weird is happening on this beach. The kids are growing up at a substantial rate. Like, they got there and they were six. At least Trent was. And by now, the doctor claims that he's somewhere within 11 and 12. Like, the guy just said he's good at guessing. That's five years. Five years of time since they got there. And they've probably been there maybe an hour and a half. And so, now they decide, oh, let's just leave. But the thing is, you can't. And if you leave, this happens to you. Yes, that's right. All of the grunting, the... Which, please, I don't want to hear that again. Anyways, basically, they surmise what happens is you try to leave the area, and it's like a pressurized chamber, and your body's not... So your body's growing super fast right now, and if you try to leave, your body's not going to be able to adjust to it. And so because of that... They can't do anything. So when they try to leave, they get this headache, and they're just kind of stuck there. So now, I know you don't want to hear it, but the dog, Gustavo, that came with the spoiled family, <clears throat> let me just introduce you to number three. Thanks to have this tricking that whole mess. The dog has died! Oh my god, oh my god. I was only just alive. Who thinks they can swim a hundred lengths of a pool against currents and then turn and swim an unknown amount along the coast till we find another shore? That's why I'm guessing the distance is to swim out and get around this coast. So as Jaren says, this is Jaren by the way, his wife has epilepsy, has had it for her entire life. So you're kind of noticing everybody on this beach. There might be something going on. Just saying. Anyways, he's like, why don't we just, you can swim 100 meters out and then go to the shore. Because when you try to go through the rocks, you get dizzy and you pass out. What if you just try going the other way? What if it's just the rocks? But that seems dangerous. And while they're sitting there trying to discuss this, Chief Medical Officer of Racism decides to take a slash at four-door Fiat. And they notice his wound heals pretty fast. So, it's weird that people are almost sporadically healing. And the kids are getting bigger. And so they're still trying to figure out what all is going on. But nobody knows. And at this point... 18-door limo tells Maddox his real name is Brandon and he came from this really privileged upbringing, yada yada yada. No one gives a shit, dude. But there's an issue. The reason that the mom was kind of not as... Well, let me just explain this. She has a tumor and it is going to kill her. 
That is why they are taking this vacation. But while they are on this beach, there's an incident. The size of a golf ball. No, it's supposed to be three centimeters. All right, let, let me see. Oh, Briska! Wait, Briska! We got this. Don't do this. What's that? It's been there for a while. It's the size of a softball. As you heard in that clip, in that 10-second clip, this tumor has gone from the size of a golf ball, which was supposed to be three centimeters, which a golf ball is a little over that, not by much, but a little bit, and has gone from golf ball to softball in the matter of 10 seconds. So this thing is rapidly growing, and they decide the only way to really deal with it is they have to cut it out, or else it's just going to grow inside of her and it's going to kill her. And so Chief Medical of Racism gets ready to cut into her, but again, there's another issue. Do you know that Jack Nicholson did a film with Marlon Brando? Oh no. What is he saying? What's the name of that film? Charles Bree. Are you okay? Yes. Can you just let me do my job, please? Is he okay? So the same thing that happened with flatbed truck was as soon as they opened up an incision to get this tumor out, it reclosed. So Jaren comes up with the idea to, whenever he cuts her open next time, everybody put their fingers in and try to keep it open. So it seems like everything's healing really fast, except for the tumor that's growing inside of her. And they have to hurry up and get this thing out, and so they start cutting it out, and, uh... Remember how I said in that 10 second span it went from golf ball to softball? Well, it's gotten bigger. I'm lifting the tumor out. Wow! It's the size of a cantaloupe! Wait! And so they cut it out, and when they fully get it out of her, this thing is the size of a full grown child. Like, it is massive. And because of that, everybody's wondering what the heck's going on and they all kind of start surmising everything and so this next clip is going to be a bit longer but it'll kind of do some of the explanation for me which is growing going by trends and maddox's ages and the time we spent on this beach half an hour is equivalent to something like one year of our lives and this must be true for all of us we just don't see it on everyone it's the first time they wish they were black. Mm -hmm. The kids are eating so much because their mass is growing. They need to grow an enormous amount of mass quickly. We're staying roughly the same mass. Our cells are just aging. I don't feel the same. It's like my mind is changing too. I'm getting many thoughts at the same time. It's weird. to us what about her hair and nails shouldn't they be growing at an abnormal rate maybe it has to do with the fact that the cells in hair and nails are dead and they aren't reacting in the same way on this beach 60 minutes is two years 
will age almost 50 years in one day here. Almost a lifetime. So thank you, M. Night Shyamalama Lama, for doing the explanation for us. You know your movie might be a little bit too out there when you have to have your <laughs> your characters explain the plot. And as you can hear between the clips of major plot, <laughs> the kids are talking to each other. Trent and uh, Kara, what was her name? The girl that was with the Entitled Family are talking to each other. And a very, very disturbing clip happens next. Hey! Mom, Dad! Got a little fat. Mom, you're better. Maddox? Oh. Maddox. It's okay, Trent. Just to let Mom and Dad figure this out. So, I know you can't see it, but Kara is fucking pregnant. She has a full-on baby bump. And remember, like they just said, half a year is... Or no, half an hour is equal to one year. Which means that baby, from conception to birth, would be about hmm, 30 minutes or so, give or take, because of the nine-month growing process. And because of that, <laughs> it's baby time. What you did is how babies are made. I know, but I thought you had to do that ten times or something. Did I get that wrong? It can happen after only once. So remember what Trent just said there. He said, I thought it happens 10 times. He's still exhibiting thoughts of a child. So he has no idea what's going on, which means their mind, their mindset should still be the same, theoretically, because it's not like they're getting learned experience. They're just growing in size. I decided I'm going to marry her. We are never going to yell at each other, and we are never getting divorced. Trent, listen to me. She's going to feel pain. Intense pain. Okay, like she never felt before. But then it's going to pass. Okay? I just wanted to keep that in there because I thought it was funny how he's like, I am going to marry her, and we will never get divorced. I just, I don't know, I thought it was funny. So, enjoy that. But the next part might not be <laughs> as funny because it's, it's number four. <laughs> Baby's crying helps them breathe. We looked that up, remember, Mom? <laughs> we put him on the towel to clean him up. He looked around and closed his eyes. We had him on the towel for one minute. He died from lack of attention. Things are moving too fast here for a baby to survive. Thank you. Thank you so much, Audi588. I'm so happy that you have explained to us what we were already understanding. So, yes, unfortunately, the baby dies. 
and you're kind of getting an, a, an idea of what all is going on. Everybody that's on this beach in one way or another has some sort of medical issue. And because of that, the old man has dementia and also a little bit of racism. So that kind of leads to numero five now. Yep, that's right. V6 Hummer just got stabbed to death. So he is now gone. He will no longer live. And so while all this is going on, Trent notices that there's glistening up on the horizon. And they're wondering what that is. And now, <sighs> Jaren decides he is going to try to make that swim that he talked about earlier. So he swims out and he decides that He's going to find a way for them to get out of there through the ocean. But while he, while he's out in the water, Guy tries to figure out why they're all there or what link what's linking all of them. And also, why is his name Guy? I reviewed Free Guy last week. I didn't realize I was reviewing it again this week. But anyways, here's how Guy uses his brain power to figure out what's going on. Charles' family knew he had some kind of mental disorder. Someone in each group was sick. How did you first hear about this place? I don't know. I, I fell upon it. A random sweepstakes. It came with the receipt at a pharmacy. I just followed it up online, started getting emails. They know our medical condition. They chose us. Why? Why are you responding to sweepstakes on the bottom of your prescription receipts? I've never... If, if, my, if my girlfriend, who in the future will become my wife, and the mother of my children if she comes home with the receipt from the pharmacy with an advertisement for a free getaway <laughs> and she fills it out with our information I'm gonna be upset so maybe it was the tumor talking I don't know but that seems like a terrible idea anyways in this time frame you learn that tumor lady Prisca was also kind of a bitchka because she was kind of cheating on Guy so she's a piece of shit and then Maddox learns this and she starts having a midlife crisis she goes out in the water to think and while she's out in the water unfortunately they find my boy That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Jaren is dead. We lost another good one. He went unconscious while he was swimming and drowned. So, unfortunately, he is no longer with us. But now, Kara decides to do what everyone else thought would be a bad idea. She decides to climb the rock wall to try to get over. Because she's like, there's no point staying here. We're just going to die. And she keeps talking about how she never got to experience prom or homecoming or anything like that. Bitch, you're not learning these things. How do you know about any of this? You were six when you got here. You don't know any of that when you're six. The fact that she knows this makes no sense. And she shouldn't know this, but for some reason she does. If you were to live in a room for 18 years of your life, you would not know about prom or high school or anything. So how does she know? 
Anyways, enjoy Kara taking a nosedive into not water. No, Kara! Kara, wake up! Kara, wake up! Wake up! So two things about this. First off, everybody is dropping like flies at this point and aging like them at the same time. <laughs> Get it? Because because flies only live for like three days. I know. Good joke. Anyways, she's dead. You don't even get to see it. And as she, fall, as she falls off the side of this rock face, it is apparently the guy who did the CGI for Haunt part-times for M. Night Shyamalan because it was so bad. She just, you could tell she looked animated. I've seen better animations on my PS3 graphics. And now, remember Priscilla, the seizure lady? <clears throat> well, <laughs> flies don't live very long. Patricia! No! What's happening to Oh, she was fine. What, what's happening? She keeps stopping and starting. So I'm not going to play the entire thing because it's really drawn out. And there's no need for everyone to sit here and listen to that. But she ends up seizing to death. So like I said, they are going by pretty fast here. And now it's kind of gone to night. They've kind of given up trying to get out of there. Guy and Prisca are aging, Guy's going blind, Prisca's going deaf, you know, there's normal things that come with old age. And, uh, dementia, racism in chief, <laughs> decides he needs to get rid of Guy because he saw what he did to Hummer V899672. And he needs to be taken care of, so he starts attacking him with this knife, and he's trying to get rid of him. And the dumb part about all this is they tell the kids to go hide when they are in the perfect age, the prime of their life to fight back. But yet, they don't. And they do nothing about it. They have them go run and hide. So, at the same time, though, they meet Calcium Lady, who is now turned into Skeletor, <laughs> and she picks up a rock to throw at the kids because they keep turning on a light with a lighter. And she's like, no, I'm ugly. Don't turn on the light. And she drops it, and it breaks her arm. And because of her calcium deficiency, she's about as frail as a piece of paper. So her arm breaks, and then it resets, like, backwards. And you just hear this... <laughs> I know it's supposed to be, like, sad or scary, but I just thought this whole sequence was funny. Uh, uh, God, it's already healed in the wrong position. Turn off the light! <laughs> Chief, medical officer, fine, a hospital. I am looking at it. Take it away from me. Yeah, snap, crackle, and pop over here basically broke every bone in her body and turned into a pretzel. It was something else. So, I know that was supposed to be tragic, but it was tragically funny to me. And as you heard in the middle of that, 
the chief medical and racism was trying to kill Guy, but there were some knives that were left there because they have obviously sent other families there before, and Prisca gets this knife with rust on it, stabs him in the hand, and with it being rust, it starts to go through his bloodstream and kill him from rust poisoning in like the matter of, I wouldn't say five seconds, this was a really long drawn out death, so I'll just play the back end for you, but man, even I thought this was a bit gruesome. But this is my family. So yeah, Doctor's dead, which we all know what that means. It's just the four of them now. And so Maddox, the daughter, tries to remedy and make her parents feel better. And so she starts singing to her mom. And I'm just doing this for educational purposes, but I'm 90% sure that she sounded the same exact way in this movie when she was older than she did when she was a kid because she was talking about, I can't wait to hear your voice when you're older bullshit and she sounds the exact same so here's the first one will be her older and the second one will be her younger and I swear to god they sound the exact same nature is violent departure leaves us at the altar wounded weak and ready to bleed and now here comes the one with her younger and I swear to god it sounds the exact same so how come her voice didn't change literally at all? And it was just incredibly annoying to me. Sing it, girl. Sing it, girl. Did you know you're going to sound the exact same when you get older as well? It's so fucking crazy that I, that the guy who reviews this movie is he's going to drive himself insane. It's going to be so funny. So yeah, they sound the exact same to me. So they're they're giving them a peaceful send off because they're at the end of their lives at this point, and. These are sad, but I'm contractually obligated to play the deaths, and that is what I will do. Dad! We're just, we're just gonna rapid fire these because I'm not doing too good right now. Yep, so, they're gone. <laughs> okay, we're in this together. It was sad, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was where the red fern grows, Forrest Gump. It's that kind of sad. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be, but it was. So, for the most part, that's most of the deaths. Now, 
it's just the two kids, and they wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy, no, they wake up in the morning feeling about 30 years older, and they decide, well, might as well try to get out of here, but before that, they build a sandcastle, not realizing this is wasting their time. And Trent talks about how there is this kid at the resort called Ilab, who they made the secret code, and he gave him a message that he never decided to decode for whatever reason. Idlib sent me a message I never decoded. And we thought we were so smart. Decoded. So yeah, they decode it, and it says, My uncle hates the coral. And so they see the coral off in the distance, they're like, what if that's the way out? So they decide they're going to go swim to that. But before they do, Trent has to go grab something. And you don't see what it was, but what it was was he went to go grab this journal that they had found with the other, with all the other stuff. And it explains everything. It has the names of all the other people that went missing last time they were there. And it has a rough idea that says, the reason it expedites the growth of people is because of the magnetic force that's underneath the rocks. It so happens to coincide with the center of the earth and it expedites aging. Don't understand. M. Night Shyamalama Lama has these type of things. And speaking of M. Night Shyamalama Lama, after they swim through the coral, they get stuck and they're presumed to be dead, which I don't have a clip for, so do with that what you will. And M. Night Shyamalama Lama 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 Ding Dong, who has way too big a part in this movie for him being the director, tells somebody over walkie-talkie, they died, they're underneath the water, they didn't make it through the coral. So he goes back to this big scientific base. You see all these lab coats, and I'm guessing this is supposed to be your M. Night Shaman Ding Ding Dong twist at the end. And you kind of learn as to what's going on, and it turns out they're a drug manufacturing company. Nature made that beach exist for a reason. More than one was meant to find it on the research expedition. We were meant to test medicines in one day instead of a lifetime. Lots more work to be done, everyone. Let's do what nature wanted us to do. Yes, what nature wanted us to do. And what nature wants you to do now is listen to every episode of the same wavelength podcast, including Tyler's Thursday takes and on the side Becker's banter as well. It is just what nature wants. So as you heard him say, it's a noble thing, in my opinion, slightly for them to be testing medical stuff in this way, but there's so many better ways they could have gone about it. They could, there were, I guarantee you there are people who would sign up to volunteer for this, but they didn't really care. They didn't ask anyone. They're just putting people in here. And they talk about how the Patricia lady, the reason she didn't have seizures until the very end was because that medicine basically worked for 16 years. So they, they're actually accomplishing stuff. But, like I said, it's big pharma. They're doing it for money. Capitalist scum. <laughs> and because of that, something's going to go bad. And that something would happen to be, when they first arrived, Trent had his, like I said, I think it's an autism thing, where he asks everybody their occupation, and he finds out one of these guys is a cop. And so he bring. it turns out, maybe Trent and Maddox didn't die, because you see the cop and you hear this happen. You're a police officer. 
Yeah. And you see this journal that's wrapped in this plastic bag be given to this man. And it's the same journal that was on the beach. So what does that mean? Boom. The reason I didn't have a death clip is because Trent and Maddox have survived. And <laughs> this isn't really a person dying so much as it is an entire corporation. So enjoy the last and final quote-unquote death. I wouldn't take anything they give you. They left us all to die. My name is Trent Kappa. I'm Maddox Kappa. All three are missing persons. Sending you the rest of the names now. So as you heard, he's sending the rest of the names now. The whole operation's busted. That whole company is going to be dead, i.e. the final death. And it's busted. That's it. The last thing they do is they fly off. They have a small talk about how they're going to go find their aunt. And they're like, how do you feel? How does your aunt feel about the situation? Well, I think it was a bit of a culture shock that my aunt just got a call from a 50-year-old man claiming to be her 6-year-old nephew. And so that's it. That's where it ends. Right at the 40-minute mark is what I just hit. So it's a bit longer. But I blame that on the fact that this movie makes no sense. That one of the main characters is named after, named after a fucking body-style car. So I'm sorry if anyone is upset about the fact that I have not remembered... Well, I remember his name, but I do not care to go with limo with blacked out curtains and the party bus, Mr. Party Bus over here. But yeah, so that's the movie. Now I guess I have to get into my reviews, and like I did with the last episode, I will try to categorize it as best as I can, with it being the acting, the plot, and I forgot the last one. We'll go with cinematography. I'm sorry. It's late. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm doing the best I can. So, acting. Acting was alright. I really liked the main characters. I feel like Guy did a really good job. Uh, there were points where it seems a little forced. The, the pompous doctor, chief commander in racism, was very, very nice. He did a really good job being fucking crazy. Uh, everyone else besides that, I like Jaren a lot. I feel like the acting was okay. This, of course, had the the Trent when he was six, 15, and, but he was technically 6, and he had sex with the other girl. Ugh, it's still, I consider that, like, child pornography to me. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think that's a little weird to put in there. And, it, anyways, it was the kid from Hereditary. Uh, Nick Wolf, I believe, or Alex Wolf. It's one of those two. And he's an alright actor. I think he did a good enough job, but I feel like the acting was fine. The plot? Fuck the plot. The plot makes no sense. I put the clips in there so you can understand it better than I could explain it. Basically, the Spark Notes dumbed-down version of it, the version M. Night Shyamalan doesn't want you to hear, Magnet and Earth make you get wrinkles faster. <laughs> because why not? I mean, magnetism. I guess if I if I hold a super magnet over my head 
for 30 minutes, I'll grow 30 years. Maybe I could finally grow a beard. So yeah, magnets. How the fuck do they work to quote Insane Clown Posse? So yeah, magnets make you age. And then at the end, I mean, they got their comeuppets. But, I mean, I guess it was a small twist that they were using it for research. I'm just glad it wasn't some satanic bullshit cult thing about the beach. It seems like all their money went to just getting the best looking set that you can have. So plot, kind of slacking. And the last part, I already forgot, because it's late, but it's something. One second. And the cinematography. I definitely did not go back and listen to it to find out what I said. Like I said, it is 5.30 in the morning. I've been awake since 9.30 yesterday morning, so it's been a day. The cinematography. In the beginning of the movie, like I said, they did the solo shots. The one shot, one take. I thought that was really cool. There was one scene where Prisca ends up going deaf. And you can hear, if you're wearing headphones like I did to watch this, you hear which ear is going deaf. And she turns, and it's really cool. Until about halfway. They just beat the dead horse with this one. They just, they did the spinny thing once and the continuous shots once or twice in the beginning. And they just kept doing it. And it's cool. But so is a card trick. The first time you see it. When you see it for the third or fourth time, you're like, okay, stop showing me the same card trick. Maybe pull a rabbit out of your ass. (laughs) Do something else. But it was just the same thing over and over again. And it just felt so lazy. And it just feels like it really tapered off towards the end of it. So, those were my three main categories. We had the acting, the plot, and the cinematography. Oh, man. I do... I know recently I've been giving a lot of good movies, a lot of good ratings. I've been giving... I, I did review two movies that I thought were pretty decent. Haunt wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was very middle of the line. I really like Leslie Vernon and Free Guy. Was Those were both two really good movies in my opinion. But this one, do not worry. I'm going to fix that rating. I am not going to be giving it as high a rating as I have all the other ones. For your movie of the week of Tyler's Thursday Takes, the 2021 PG-13 movie, remind you, that included child sex. (laughs) Keep that in mind. And just because that I'm knocking it down more of what my rating was, my rating was going to be like a 4.8. It's gone down. It's still better than Halloween. Fuck that Halloween movie. But that's a horror movie, and it doesn't fit into the normal movie that I'm reviewing with this one. I'm giving this... A 4.2. Because 420, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's not that great. It's just below average if I had to give it a rating. So, there's my rating for you. Gave you the reasons, the plot. You know, it's never a good idea when you have to, when you make a plot so complicated that 
part of your script is explaining it. It should be a free-flowing concept. Like, they never really had to explain that in the Michael Myers movies. The most they would say is, Michael Myers has come back. But it's not like, Michael Myers has come back, has come back because, he's misun- <laughs> because he's misunderstood. What the fuck do you mean? Like, you get bits and pieces, but when you have to have a character sit there, my favorite character, by the way, sit him down and go, the plot of your feature presentation is the fact that we are all growing really fast, and the cells are growing really fast, and we are dying really fast. <laughs> it's not a good thing. And then they have the book that ex- quote-unquote explains that magnets make you older. So, it's weird. The plot was weird. The acting was alright. wasn't great. It was very middle of the line. Especially that hotel bus driver, which is M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck M. Night Shyamalan. You have way too big a part in your own movie. It should just be a cameo thing. You shouldn't be in there nearly as much. But yeah. So... And then the cinematography, like I said, it was cool to begin with, but then they just beat it into the ground, and you can't full impress me once, good job, impress me twice, okay, keep doing the same thing, I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna wanna leave. That's the story of this movie, I, I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna wanna leave. Make it too complicated, cinematography's all over the place, acting's fine, but not great. That's what you get. So that is going to be everything for Tyler's Thursday Takes. That is this week's episode. We reviewed old, not necessarily horror movie. It's more so a PG-13 movie about kids growing up and having sex within 30 hours. Really weird. Don't like it. Fuck it. I'll make it a four. I'll give it a four just because I keep thinking about that and I hate it so much. So it's a four. Solid on a four. Like I said, cinematography was nice. Cinematography... And some of the acting is what saved it. Besides that, everything else just can can kick rocks. So thank you, like I said, to everybody who decided to tune in this week for Tyler's Thursday Takes. I am trying to put as much effort into these as possible. I put <laughs> I made an intro specifically for this that you heard at the beginning. That intro got deleted twice while I was trying to make it at 2 o'clock in the morning right before I started doing this and that is why I'm so tired but hopefully this gets out to you for Thursday hopefully you can listen to it on your commute to work hopefully you can enjoy it and hopefully you can enjoy it before you grow old on a beach within two days thank you everybody see you next week
There's 250,000 furniture-related injuries in the United States per year. 25% of those, coffee table injuries. 